Good, what's good, everyone? I am Wise the Lichen, and this is Let's Talk Karamp. All right, so what's been good, y'all? Well, check this out. A while ago, I was at the Wake Forest Renaissance Center at their open house where they're promoting classes and so forth, and once again, I've run into the director of the Wake Forest Renaissance Center in Wake Forest, North Carolina. And she asked me a gang of questions, which actually I do kind of like is because, you know, the director, you know, she she's intrigued by the crump dance style. She's intrigued by the crump dance culture. But the best thing about it is she allows me to answer her questions so she can get a better picture and respect the culture for what it is. And out of the slew of questions that she hit me with this time, um, which also brings us to our subject. Subject for today's show is, what happened to Crump? Now, if you're a Crump dancer, or if you're a Crumper, this particular show isn't really for you. This is for people who are either spectators, or fans, and they have questions about what has happened to Crump throughout the years. And what do I mean by that? Okay, so officially, as everybody knows, crump dancing started around 2000, right? It really didn't start getting popular until, I want to say, you know, like 2000, maybe 3, 2004 time frame. And that's around the time when you would see music videos with crump dancing in it. And then, next thing you know... Unless you were going to shows or you knew something about, you know, projects that crump dancers were on, crump dancing like disappeared. You would get faint touches here and there. Um, you know, movies like Stomp the Yard came later and so forth. And some people just wanted to know what was going on in between there. Okay, so to give you a gist of what was going on between. This is pretty much what happened. So, you did have the music videos. You did have a portion of the crumpers who created and fathers and and, uh, mothers of crump that were pushing the movement. What happened was, as you had the Rise documentary come out, the crump culture was establishing itself. And what I mean by establishing itself... They came out with a group called Crump Kings. On Crump Kings, you know, they were putting out instructional videos to explain not just the dance style, but also the culture. And they were also establishing the best dancers within the Crump dance style. Well, on a public sense, because you didn't have shows, you didn't have competitions, you didn't see Crump dancing, you know, on a regular basis basically I want to say on the mainstream side of things that's why people didn't see Crump for a while and with that being said there came the dispute between newer Crump and older Crump and what do I mean by that 
as I said before, Crump changes every day. So if Crump changes every day, that literally means not only are you dancing almost every day, but you have to advance. And when Crump first started out, a lot of people got the just, but they didn't know how to excel that. They didn't know how to push their skills to the next level and upgrade. So you had the top dogs, the veterans, the OGs, the crump, putting stuff down and, and letting people learn off of that. Well, before the end of, uh, I want to say, the Crump Kings time frame, you know, Tie-Dyes and Big Miho, they didn't just do uh, seminars and shows in the United States. They started going outside the States and performing and, and teaching and doing so forth. And as I said, you know, our subject is what happened to Crump. So in that particular time frame, you know, things were kind of crazy is because just like predecessor dance styles, you had B-Boy, Pop Lock, and they couldn't just stay in the United States to survive. And the reason being is because the American culture I want to say American culture is kind of savage. And the reason why I say it's kind of savage is because, first off, Americans take pride in being the ones to start certain things. And the reason why they're prideful in starting certain things is because most of the things in the world were started by different countries. And America has picked up on those. They, they joined forces in certain cases or they took things to a higher or new level or either that they, they were more social with it. And because of that, that's, you know, quartered onto the American pride of, oh, what well, we started stuff, you know, we make stuff, you know, the problem there was, was the fact that because of certain projects, because of misdeals, because of laziness, and I do mean laziness. You know, dancers were either not getting better or things had in such a way ran its course. Because in America, you could have something popular. And when it comes to dancing, you know, you could be popular, I want to say maybe two to four years, depending on the projects that you do. But when it comes to the youth or when it comes to popular people in general in the United States, Sometimes that popularity of whatever you have can last anywhere between a year to three years. So to continue the process of not just teaching and spreading the crump movement, crump dancing literally had to go outside the states. Because of that, you also have to understand the rest of the world when it comes to dancing. There are some countries out there where the government actually funds cultural programs or what happens is you'll have a cultural program and because of the support that it's had throughout maybe the years or because of the fact that the networking system that they had in other countries, they were allowed to do certain things versus other countries. As an example, when it comes to the United States, a lot of people wonder why organizations are like very few. The reason being is because to get government funding, 
you have to actually not just negotiate, but you have to hit certain parameters that the government is willing to accept to fund. Now, am I saying that's not the same case in other countries? I'm actually saying it's easier in other countries is because other countries do back up the cultural programs because of the fact that it actually does help with like tourism and and understanding not just their culture, but giving them another venue to push what they have going on and what I mean by that is the fact that when it comes to hip hop dancing in general regardless whether it's pop locking, dubstep uh, crump b-boy the world is good when it comes to actual physical skill and that's one thing the states has kind of fallen off of. And I'm not saying that physically, you know, uh, the United States can't match anybody else in the world. But what I'm saying is physically, you have more dancers outside of the states that are re- really willing to work to actually commit to the physical understanding of the dance style and push it to higher limits. The difference between the United States and the rest of the world when it comes to crump dancing is the fact that the United States is actually more expressive. And what I mean by more expressive, you know, the character work, the style, the actual feel of crump, they focus a little bit more on that is because of the fact that you have to feel what you're doing. You may have the physical aspect, but sometimes that edge is that feeling that takes you to another level and that's why the United States still seems to lead when it comes to crump dancing now I'm not saying other crump dancers in other countries are not on that level but I'm saying there are fewer outside the states than there are in the, in the states so why did crump seem to fall off is because when you have deals in the United States and they run their course, it's not consecutively and consistent on with those projects and jobs. So literally, okay, let's say I finish a filming project in the United States. What could end up happening is I could get an invite to, let's say, Australia. In Australia, let's say they, they're telling me you'll get all expenses paid you know, for your ticket and your hotel, and we'll pay you, let's say, maybe a thousand to two thousand dollars to teach a class for so forth time. A lot of dancers will jump to that, is because in the United States, sometimes, you know, deals a, a dancer, especially a crump dancer, will walk away with as less as like two, three hundred dollars, if that. So it just makes better sense and better business sense to go where the money's at, to go where people are interested. And throughout the years, you know, granted, crump dancing has gone international, but our international scene, these these guys and ladies out there, they, they've been killing the game. I mean, literally, if you don't know about like... If you don't know about France, if you don't know about Germany, if you don't know about Russia, if you don't know about Australia, you know, those crump dancers are making impacts where they're at. And what ends up happening is when you do have shows like, let's say, World of Dance, you know, 
you'll have certain dancers that reach that achievement level to be on either shows like that or be on programs like that so that way the style flourishes another reason why crump has fallen off in the states because when crump dancing was actually popular okay it was popular people aren't understanding it it's going to higher levels but then next thing you know you had another dance style that popped up out of of nowhere like a turfing or jerking and a lot of the younger dancers instead of you know sticking with crump and seeing where it could go for them they went along with the newer dance styles majorly because of popular people which popular people I hate to say have been a drawback is because granted yes they gave attention to Crump yes they've helped out Crump you know either have a voice or opinion or or just be out there but then there was a portion of popular people that was like okay been there done that and popular people really do not respect the Crump culture is because of the fact that there's some popular people that like the older version of Crump and with the older version of Crump, a lot of people couldn't keep up with it. And the reason being is because like the chest popping was more frequent, there wasn't that much power, a lot of people are focused on tricks instead of a whole composition of a Crump round. So essentially in the States, it fell off is because, A, it's like everybody knew everything. And the problem is, is people think they know they don't really know because nowadays you could have a choreographer you could have a dance teacher they could say that they have crump in their program but unless they actually had not just the history but the mechanics of the dance style and actual focus on what they're doing a lot of teachers a, uh, a lot of people don't know how to teach crump because i've seen a lot of videos i've seen a a lot of teachers and they may be able to dance well but teaching crump wise they they're kind of clueless and because of that throughout the years about about people other than like tight eyes pushing the crump movement and, and street kingdom even impact and demolition crew they can do but so much and because of social media, because of of people wanting to be that here and now and always on that next step, on uh, always on that newer uh, style and so forth, Crump is not always respected. So it had to go through the same garbage that B-Boy had to go through. So when you have other countries and they're being... Um, you know, fourth willing to either have classes, seminars, programs, they start up their own events. Granted, they have events in the United States, but they're not as major in other countries is because you don't just have, you know, like maybe the government backing. You may not have like the networking. You may not have just the love and the promotion that other countries put out. Because like when I was a kid, hip-hop competitions and so forth you knew about them but they were rare because you know majority of my life i've been living in raleigh north carolina and you had to know people who either did stuff or you had to know where to go to even hear about advertisements on events when they when they advertise in 
uh, events in other countries, they don't just advertise within the country. They advertise to everyone and people share and so on and so forth. And when you don't do that in the States, that's why certain events will have as low as anywhere between like, let's say 10 people at an event and as much as maybe at max, you'll probably run anywhere between maybe a hundred and few cases, maybe 200 to go to these events. In actuality, there's a lot of people that want to go to dance events, including Crump. But the problem is, is not many people promote it. And when I mean promote it, it's not just the dancers, hey, saying we got an event. It's not just the people who who start up the events, the coordinators. It's not just only on them. It's about, hey, you know, the advertising. You know, some people pay for advertising. Some people don't. Some people, uh, they only deal with putting up a post or making up a picture. You got to promote in more than just one way. And when the word gets out, then, hey, you know, it just depends on, you know, timing, uh, depends on pricing, location. So a lot of parameters are in play when it comes to you know why you don't have certain things in the states because for years you know i want to say within a 10-year span starting probably from like 2005 to 2015 cultural programs in the united states have been taking hits and what do i mean by taking hits all right like the save the music foundation There's a lot of people out there who want to get into music, but don't have any music classes is because of the fact that the programs were shut down, maybe because of participation, maybe because of lack of instructors, maybe because of lack of funding. And when you have certain programs like that taking massive hits and, and, and losing programs and programs being shut down and programs not being started up. That's where not just the music, but also dance, whether it's actual picture art, photography art, they take hits from that too. And that's why certain areas are starting to flourish and boom right now. Like as an example, Durham, North Carolina, they killing it. They killing it for North Carolina right now. And then on a professional level, you know, you have dance programs all over the place in Charlotte, North Carolina. But if you live in like central North Carolina, that don't help because you have to go to southern North Carolina to go to Charlotte or either that, um, you know, Greensboro. They've been doing massive things out in North Carolina, but not everybody in central North Carolina wants to go all the way over to Greensboro. So right now in central North Carolina, you're looking at Durham that's holding things down. Um. And when you have certain dance competition shows, granted, it sheds light, like, so you think you can dance. You know, it it does shed light on certain dance styles. And it does give people, uh, people to actually check out, like, hey, you know, you got Russell, a.k.a. Gutta. You got Yaya, which is uh, a.k.a. Uh, Lady Tide-Eyes. Granted, they're doing stuff. But you only see certain names. 
you know, for years, our, our veterans, granted, they've been trying to push the crump movement and push crump dancing in general, but they can't do it on their own. Sometimes our littles, our little homies are going to have to step up and do stuff as well. Because the big homies, they're getting older. And at the same time, you, you got to realize, just like any other dance style, crump has to deal with reality. So people have to grow up, mature, can't do the same things as we used to. And I'm not saying that you can't, you know, go out into a parking lot and dance. I'm saying if you want to promote, you know, whether it's a session, battle, event, you're going to have to go out and either say something something to people or you're going to have to promote in some shape, form or fashion to let people know what's going on. Because like in my area, you know. At the Wake Forest Renaissance Center, I've got Crump 1 classes. Crump 1 classes is for kids between the ages of 8 and 15. And I've also got my Crump Movement class, which is more so of a Crump Aerobics class for 16-year-olds to adults. And the reason why I have these two classes is to not just teach the dance style, to promote what is possibly going to happen in the areas because in the areas of uh, Wake Forest, the local scene eventually we're going to have like dance events we're going to have dance sessions but try to have blown out programs to where you know you can have like vendors and you can have you know random open sessions where people just show up and and a if if you become popular you become popular and you can have an area and venue of networking and so forth but it takes time not only does it take time people have to be consistent with it you know if you're gonna have an event if you're gonna have a session battle whatever and it don't start on time some people see that as an insult so you have to mature and be like hey if, if we say a time is going to be a time be on time and if you're not on time you got to have you know some secondary plans going on is because you know not everybody can do what everybody else can do you know, you can pay a person to dance, but they got to be able to dance good. And when it comes to crump dancing, you're either on or you're not. And then at the same time, you have mentalities of individuals. Not everybody can work with everybody or either that. Sometimes because crump is still considered a street dance, you have a portion of people from the street that want to work on their own. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you have to be able to compromise. You've got to be able to work with people so that way you can flourish and push whatever you're doing. And that essentially is why Crump has fallen off during the years. It's not because of the fact that, you know, publicly Crump is not out there. It's the fact that you have a bunch of people in the underground portion wise and a lot of them don't know how to either compromise or negotiate and work together on certain projects because when it comes to certain projects you actually have more veteran crumpers associating and working with each other than you have heavy hitters or mid-level crump dancers 
because the amateurs and and the novice they trying to jump on board and when you have your heavy hitters and your veterans knocking heads and arguing and so forth and not wanting to do stuff it kind of falls apart is because you have no foundation uh, of basically saying well because these people are involved and the knowledge is involved then the event is actually a true event see what I'm saying so it's a it's a bunch of drama out there people but the thing is if we're if those who are doing what they're doing including myself if we stay persistent over time there will be more events there will be more stuff going on and people will be able to get involved we'll have more networking and and we'll have more consecutive events where people you know of any age will be allowed to come so that's just a little tidbit of what goes down so for anybody who wants to send me a question and I do a podcast off of that make sure you email me at wise7265 at gmail.com for those looking to uh, get online classes hit me up at udemy.com backslash crump dance for those in the North Carolina state if you're in the Wake Forest North Carolina area and you want to get into either my crump one class or crump movement class make sure that you look up Wake Forest Renaissance Center uh, start up a profile do a search on crump and you can also pay online to get into those classes be advised though every Wednesday we are going to try to do a let's talk crump show doesn't mean we're only going to do it on Wednesdays but we're guaranteed to have the shows during those times you can peep us out on Podbean or on iTunes and Podbean is also available on the Google Play Store. Alright y'all, so another subject laid to rest. And it's time for me to get off my butt and get bucked somewhere. So, till next time, I'm out y'all. One. It's mine.